no matter where you are in life, if you feel like, you know, you settled 10 years ago or you settled 15 years ago, and this is where you're at right now, God wastes nothing. There is something that has happened in the last five years of your life where you feel like you've settled or whatever time frame it's been for you, where you realize like way back then I didn't know my value. And I'm just now only coming to the realization of it. God waits nothing. He redeems and he restores and he renews. And there's things out of that season that have shaped you and molded you into the person that you are right now that you needed to step forward in into the life that you have now and the doors of opportunity that are in front of you. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Today, we're going to be talking about validation and value and how important it is for you to know your value and worth, what to do if you feel like you don't, and how you can take steps today to walk in your true value and worth and feel validated from the inside out. All right, let's dive in. You know, I can think of so many different times in my life, whether it was when I was a teenager to elementary school to at times in my 20s, my 30s, where I really was not operating out of my true value and worth. I just didn't know, you know, I was raised in an incredible home. I have a mom and dad that absolutely loved me and my brothers. And I was raised in church. I actually went to a Christian school. So I was literally surrounded by scripture and teaching of God's word. But I still went through times when I was in elementary school as a young girl and specifically in high school and in my twenties and my thirties, where I just did not see my value and my worth at all. It felt like everybody else had a talent and an ability that was of value and worth. And when I put it on this weighted scale, I felt like what I brought to the table, my value and my worth was like significantly less or not important, or I couldn't monetize it, or it just didn't feel like it stacked up against anyone else. You know, I love to tell the story about how when I was in high school, all of my friends, you know, I felt like had things that identified them. They had labels that were, I would say good or positive labels. And we shy away now from labeling people, but the way, the way I had viewed it in my mind was like, okay, I had the friend that was beautiful. The friend that was, um, you know, incredibly funny, the friend that was talented, the friend that could sing, like everybody had a gift. And I felt like I didn't have anything to bring the, to the table. The most people said about me was that I was quiet. I was shy. They even would joke that I didn't smile very much. I was unsure of myself. I didn't know my value and my worth. And I was just like trying to figure out life and how, who I was, what I was all about. And of course in school, you know, I was always told C was an average grade. And I thought like that my value was a C. I like, I was a C, I was average. There was nothing special about me. And that carried into how I viewed myself, where I sought validation. And it ultimately left this empty hole in me that I would try to fill in other ways. Oftentimes I would put my value into other people's hands in the sense of like, 
if somebody told me that I was pretty or if a guy looked at me in a certain way and I knew was noticing me, then, oh, well, then I felt pretty that day. It was constantly something that I put in somebody else's hands. I literally gave my power away. It was whether I, whether or not I got that external validation determined whether I felt valued or whether I looked nice that day. And the scary thing about that is that when you don't know your value and your, your worth, you are so much more subject to manipulation. And if you're someone like me who grew up very sheltered, very protected, naive, I could have easily been in situations where others could, could have taken advantage of me. Thankfully, um, you know, my parents were very protective and I definitely had that covering, but that didn't mean that I still didn't in so many ways become subject to the enemy's manipulation of me and my mindset and ultimately the decisions that I made for my life because I didn't know my value and my worth. I didn't realize my potential and I lived very small. I lived below my created purpose. And so maybe you're listening to this and you can look back to when you were in high school or you were in your 20s or 30s, wherever you find yourself in life as you listen to this. And you can think of situations where the decisions you made, the thought process that you had was really operating from a place of not knowing your value and your, and your worth. Because when you don't know your value and your worth and you're seeking validation outside of your identity in Christ, oftentimes you will settle for the counterfeit. You'll settle for relationships that are far below what you deserve whether that's in romantic relationships or even friendships, you'll even settle in your career far below what you're capable of because you feel like, you know, I'll never be there. I'll never be at that higher or upper level that you have in your mind. So you settle for the job that's safe, the job that you know you can do. You don't go for the promotion or you don't go for, you don't take that risk and go for the job that you would love to do because you don't feel like it could ever really happen for you and you settle. Now, I don't want to continue this conversation without saying no matter where you are in life, if you feel like, you know, you settled 10 years ago or you settled 15 years ago, and this is where you're at right now, God wastes nothing. There is something that has happened in the last five years of your life where you feel like you've settled or whatever time frame it's been for you where you realize like way back then I didn't know my value and I'm just now only coming to the realization of it. God waits nothing. He redeems and he restores and he renews. And there's things out of that season that have shaped you and molded you into the person that you are right now that you needed to step forward in into the life that you have now and the doors of opportunity that are in front of you. So don't ever feel like you wasted seasons of your life because you can pull lessons from them. And there's things that you went through that shaped you, that built strength and character in you. And because God is such a good God, he doesn't allow those seasons where we were making the wrong decisions or we were living below our created purpose. He doesn't allow those seasons to just mean nothing. He always brings us to the place where we can find purpose in our pain and br or bring purpose out of our pain. This isn't to be confused with the thought that, oh, God caused this. God allowed this to happen um, because I just needed to learn something that's so not where I'm going with that. It's more about the fact that those seasons of your life may have happened. But I, from my personal experience, I know some of the roughest most deeply wounded seasons of my life. He made me better on the other side of those seasons than I ever would have been had they never happened. And that was such a huge revelation for me because there's been times where I look back and I'm like, I don't, 
I wish I hadn't gone through that. I could change it. If I could change it, I would. All of those things that we say when we go through really rough seasons, but ultimately at the end of the day, I can't change it. It is what it is. And because God is who he is, he has made me better on the other side of those seasons than I ever would have been had they never happened at all. So I want you to reflect on whatever area of your life feels like the thing you feel like you can't get over because it's too far down the road. It's too rough. It's, it was too painful and you just don't even feel like you can see any good that could ever come out of it. I want you to just play with this thought because I know it can feel so frustrating and foreign to even think of it like that. Cause maybe you're just in a place where you're just like, I don't even want to think about it like that. What I went through was way too painful. I can't learn anything from it. Like I'm just so closed off. Maybe you're just so closed off to it because it was too much. So I'm not saying to you, you must think about it like that, but I'm asking you to just sit with that thought for a while and really reflect and dive deep about how God has made you better on the other side of whatever you've gone through than you ever would have been had it never happened. And I can't finish that thought without also saying in some of my deepest pain, I knew God's love more than I knew his judgment. So if you are in this season of dealing with maybe consequences or ramifications from poor choices, heartache, heartbreak, seasons where you were deeply wounded, maybe choices that you made or other people made that affected you, things where you say to yourself, like, I should have known better. I shouldn't have been so naive. I should have been more awake or aware. Whatever it is that you're saying that it's just like, you're in this season of beating yourself up and being critical of yourself and just like hammering away at everything that's happened to you. I want to encourage you to embrace God's love over you rather than sit in a place of shame and judgment, because rest assured those people in your life who you feel like never made a mistake or their mistakes really weren't that bad. They're just like the average mistakes that everybody makes, but they didn't make the ones I made the deep ones that I made rather than sitting in that place of like judgment and shame. I want you to just embrace the knowledge that God loves you. He's not heaping shame on you and condemnation on you. That's not to say he doesn't convict us or shed light and revelation so that we can be aware of wrong choices that we're making, but he ultimately loves you. You're his child. He understands why you made the decisions that you made. He gets it. He knows where you were at. He knows the experiences that led up to the moment, your worst moments, your worst mistakes. He knows the extenuating circumstances. He knows what happened in your childhood that maybe contributed to the decisions that you made. He knows the hurt and dysfunction of people around you and how they contributed to the position you found yourself in when you were making, you know, not the best of choices. People may judge you out of context, but God doesn't. There's this tagline that I like to use where I say, oftentimes, you know, I don't like to be judged for a story that other people don't have the context for. And so other people might not have the context for your life and what you've done and what you've been through and what's happened to you. They may be doing a lot of assuming you might be in a small town and everybody's talking. You might be in a big city and it feels like everybody knows about the poorest of choices that you've made and they don't have the context. And until and unless you're ready to share your story, they may never have the context. And for some people, the context won't even matter. They'll still judge you. 
but God knows the context. So don't ever feel like God judges you without understanding the whole picture. And if you study scripture and you study God's word, I think you'll find that to be true as well. He knows from beginning to end what led you to the place that you were in when you made the decisions that you regret. And ultimately, he absolutely adores and loves you. And you are the apple of his eye. He might not obviously condone the sin, the behavior, but he knows what led up to it. And if you come to that place where you've repented of what you've done wrong, what you can then do now and circle back to is just receiving his grace and his love. You can't control other people's perception. As I said earlier, you could do everything right and people would still find a way to judge you. A a very wise mentor of mine and dear, dear friend shared that with me when I was expressing to her some deep pain that I had walked through. And she said to me, Don, you know, you could have done everything right and people would still find a way to judge you. They could make up a rumor about you that isn't at all true. Like you can't control other people's perception. You can do what you can to present yourself well and live a life of integrity and all of the things. But ultimately, at the end of the day, people are going to process you and your life and your decisions from the filter that they live by. And sometimes it's going to be positive and sometimes it's going to be negative and sometimes it's going to be, you know, from a perspective that you would never even consider because you haven't lived their life. You haven't lived their experience. You, you know, you just cannot control something like that, that is out of your control. And I've heard this phrase before, you know, it's nobody's business or um, other people's perception is not your business. And that sounds harsh, but what I think it does is really help us to put a stop sign at that place where we try to control other people's perceptions. Now that's not to say you just like live your life and like with no care or thought to how you represent yourself or anything like that. You can always take things to an extreme. So I'm not saying that, but what I'm really getting at is that it is a waste of your time and energy to control those things that are out of your control. And it's a better use of your energy and your resources and your mindset to really hone in and focus on what you can control and diving in wherever God is whatever God is stirring in you right now to really focus on and reflect on. That's why it's so important to stay close to God and cultivate your relationship with him and develop your relationship with him because he's going to help shift you to the left or the right. If you start going down those dead end roads of getting too concerned over what people think of you or what they're saying about you behind your back or the version of your story that they know or think that they know or what they're assuming or even what they're saying. When you decide to make your relationship with God the priority, you allow yourself to be more sensitive to when he's telling you, nope, you're going down a a dead end there. That's that's not going to lead you anywhere. Let's, Let's shift here and focus on your path and what's best for you right now, what's good for your mental health. Let's focus on what I'm trying to show you right now, what I'm trying to do and refine in your heart right now. So I've started off this podcast talking about value and validation And we've kind of landed here, but I think it went down the path it was meant to go down. And so to go back to this conversation on value and validation and knowing your worth, really what this ultimately all ties back to is knowing your identity in Christ, because tying your identity to things that are intangible or that could be taken from you tomorrow can really 
mess with your perception and your mindset and ultimately how you're processing through life, which then affects your decisions. For instance, if you're tying your identity to success and whether or not your next launch takes off or your economics, like how much money are you making? If you tie your identity to your kids or your spouse or your friend group or the next step in the ladder of success you're going after, those things in and among in and among themselves are not going to ultimately fulfill you. It might feel like it. The thing you're striving after, obviously you wouldn't be striving after it or going after it if you didn't feel like there would be some reward that was worth it in the end. But if I can share from experience, I have spent so much of my life going after the thing, the destination, the end goal, a lot of times to the detriment of my present and not really enjoying the journey that I was on. Just so focused on getting to the end zone because I thought that's where my happiness is. And I had to learn to untie my happiness from my end end destination and find joy in today, find happiness in today. And I had to do that because there were times where I was wishing seasons of my life away. I would be like, I remember being in my late teens and early twenties. I was a young wife, a young mom, and that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. But I was like, okay, I just need to get through this season because when I get through this season and I get to the next one, I'm going to have that breakthrough and things are going to be better. And, and I won't be focused on the problems that I'm dealing with right now. And I would remember, I would just like obsessively pray for answers about things that I was tr- contending for. I had this, this journal that had prayer requests and I know just keep this list. And I would go over and pray and pray and pray. But The negative side of that is that not that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with having a prayer journal or writing your prayers in a journal, but it was really more about the posture of my heart thinking that if I got these answers, I would then be happy. And the truth is I would get an answer. Sometimes it would take a really long time, but I would finally get an answer to that prayer. And then I was in quote unquote, the next season. And what happened was there was a problem in that season that then felt just as big, just as in my way, just as in my face as the previous problem that just got answered. And I just came to the realization that like each season is going to have a problem that feels like the thing that's holding me back and the reason I don't have breakthrough. And if I don't figure out how to learn to enjoy the season I'm in and the life that I have right now, I'm just going to keep wishing seasons of my life away, which ultimately would leave me to wishing my life away. And I didn't want to do that. And I went through this very deep dive journey of learning how important my thoughts were. I discovered the book by Joyce Meyer called Battlefield of the Mind. And I learned to take stock and inventory of my thoughts and really evaluate the quality of my thoughts. She has this analogy in this book about having a boundary line in your mind, or at least that's what I remember from the book. That's what I pulled. One of the key things I pulled from that book was creating a boundary line in my mind. And if the thought was not healthy and it wasn't serving me, it didn't belong in this protective bubble or this, this boundary line that I would have in my mind, if it, if it caused me to get distressed and just unfocused and it wasn't healthy and it was toxic because maybe it was re a repeat thought over and over again, that was a negative thought. I had to learn to take it out of that, take it out of that um, boundary I had placed in my mind and drop it off elsewhere. As in every time that thought came to my mind, I learned to do a few things. I would repeat the opposite of whatever that thought was. Then I would get an accompanying scripture to back it up. And I would just repeat that over and over again. And that was exhausting in the beginning, but it 
helped me to begin to exercise a muscle of really controlling the amount of time those negative thoughts came into my mind, because you certainly can't control the thoughts that come in, but you can control how long they stay there. For me, those thoughts at that time were you're 10 steps behind everybody else. It's going to take you forever to catch back up. Life's always going to be hard because of the choices that you made and just thoughts that were in and around, you know, that kind of mentality. And I really had to learn how to break free from that toxicity of repetitive negative thinking that wasn't serving me. And so as I share that, if you can think of the things in your life that maybe are repeat thoughts, they're like on recycle, it's like a tape recorder, an old fashioned tape recorder that just plays on repeat in the back of your mind. If you can think of what are, what is the thoughts that are running in the back of your mind and evaluating, are those thoughts serving you? Are those thoughts keeping you held and bound in the past and really evaluating if you need to start to make some changes to the thoughts that are wreaking havoc in your mind? because those do make an impact on your value and your worth, like what, how you think about your value and your worth. So this topic of knowing your value and your worth is something that I'm going to revisit probably again and again and again through this series, but it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I've lived it. And I know what it's like to operate below your created purpose because you don't know your value and your worth. And if I can save one more person, one other woman from doing that, one other teenage girl from doing that, then I want to have these conversations over and over and over again. I'm going to leave with this. If you want more resources about learning how you can break free from the things that are holding you back, like depression, discouragement, despair, defeat, I have a book called hashtag more than done. It is a 21 day devotional where I cover a different topic, all 21 days. And I dive into things like insecurity, defeat, discouragement, all of the things that tend to hold us back. You can find it on my website, www.dontown.com. D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E, or you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's called hashtag more than done until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the called forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N towne.com and on social media. And please just share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth.